the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time to feel the power with Hurricane Hotline. You think football is fun? Uh, yes. Live from Beefo Brady's, 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton. Hosted by Dave Bristow and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now. 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bristow and coach John Booth. A very pleasant good evening, everyone. We are live from Beef O'Brady's on Cortez Road, and we've got another great crowd here tonight, and it's a celebration of sorts. Uh, wow, one of the uh, greatest finishes in the history of Manatee Hurricane football, and I haven't ranked it yet, Coach John Booth, but uh, I'll get to that Uh it definitely ranks in the top five finishes ever, and uh, a thrilling win, one point, 36-35. Uh, congratulations. Uh, we, we did it. Well, yeah, we did it, and, uh, you know, sometimes it's uh, those wins, you, you, you take what you can get. We didn't play particularly well throughout the game, but we made enough plays and, and made them when they counted uh, to get the win, so we're excited about that. Look, Palmetto's a great football team, and uh, they've got a lot of uh, a lot of talented kids out there. They can make some plays, and and uh, and we saw that uh, Friday night. And so, uh, I was glad the way to, to see how our kids competed um, all four quarters, and that's something that we stress. And you know, we don't play, uh, you know, we don't play to three minutes left to go in the game, and we kind of shut down shop. We play four quarters, and that's what it took Friday night. Never a doubt in my mind. Um, actually, you'll you'll hear a little bit of doubt <laughs> when I play some clips tonight. But uh, listen, it was it was a terrific game. Uh, we have defensive coordinator Chad Chode, and let me say this: um, I haven't reviewed the film yet for the Palmetto game, but I thought it's it's kind of strange because against Hoover, we didn't turn it over, but we missed assignments, and I thought that led to our early you know demise in that game where we got behind. This game, I didn't think we missed as many assignments. Defensively, I thought you played really well, Chad. We just got kind of set up uh, for very short drives by Palmetto quite a bit. Yeah, you're right. And, and Hoover, there were some some definite misassignments. And, and, you know, we got some new starters in the secondary, a junior and a sophomore, that we're going to have some growing pains with them. Uh, but, you know, we were set up in some, some sticky situations there uh, with, with some of the, the turnovers in, inside the red zone, inside the 10-yard line, really. But the same token, you know, we preach perfection. We preach, you know, that even though we're put in that situation, we need to to follow through and do our our end of it. And so, I felt like we still had some some assignment issues. Um, you know, some receivers that were hidden, a tight end that was hidden in the corner, and and a halfback pass. You know, oh, that, yeah. that yeah, was yeah. A, a killer. Um, so there's still some things that we got to clean up. But I think overall, I mean, you look at total yardage. Uh, and, and they never really sustained a full 80-yard drive on us other than the 80-yard bubble pass to, to Smith. But, you know, I thought we played better than we did at Hoover, that's for sure. And I will say that we had a couple possessions where um, they were in field goal range, and um, 
defensively we made enough plays, forced to kick field goals, and they missed them. And so uh, we were able to, to kind of get a turnover on downs that way too. And I guess my point is the first game we had some missed assignments. We were a little bit in awe, I think, of Hoover early on. Then we settled down and played pretty decent. But in this game, I thought we had the turnover issue. So, John, now the next step is you just put it together. No turnovers and, a complete and, uh, game together, and, right. and no blown assignments. That's right. You're going to have, you know, blown assignments are going to happen every now well, and then. Just limit happen. them. That's going to happen. Turnovers are, are, are going to happen throughout the season. We've got we've to eliminate those the best that we can, and, and uh, that's something that we, we preach daily. Uh, all of our offensive uh, skill position coaches uh, are preaching ball security. Um, you know, it's just, you know, we had two on the special teams and, and uh, you know, we had a tip pass that took an unlucky bounce to, for an interception. So, you know, we've, we've got to do a better job. We had a couple that, um, you know, were just not very good plays on our part, but then a couple, you know, bad bounces. So uh, we've got to do a better job cleaning that up. If you want to get in on the conversation, 955-0930, 955-0930 is the local line to call on Hurricane Hotline. We're talking about the big Palmetto game, 36-35. And if you want to go back and uh, watch it, you can log on manateefootball.com and you can go back and uh, take a look at the fast and furious last few minutes. And let's just kind of go through the football game, John, because uh, first of all, it was an electric atmosphere there. It was an atmosphere that reminded me of, of some of the old games that we would have with, say, a Southeast uh, it was incredible. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, it was a big night for them. I think they were honoring their one of their state championship teams that night. Um, certainly, uh, being a bright house game of the week um, adds a little bit more to it as well. Mm-hmm. And just you know, I, I, they're on a win streak, um, and and just being a big rivalry, it was uh, it was a great environment. I know our kids were excited, and their kids were were certainly excited about it. Um, but you go into that, and, and, and that's something that we've talked about: is, is how do you uh, how do you prepare yourself for those games, particularly in the first quarter, uh, where you can take those emotions, calm yourself down a little bit to where you've got to be able to execute. You can't you can't play solely on emotions. You got to still be able to execute, and that's something that you know we didn't necessarily do the first couple series offensively. Um, where you know we we end up having to kick a field goal and uh, you know we're taking a, a, a three nothing lead, kind of late in the first quarter, um, stalled a little bit offensively. But I think once we um, got into the second half, we really put up some some big yards. You know we had the two turnovers with with the with the punt return, um, and that only that that only allowed us to have five offensive plays in the second quarter, 15 total plays in the first half. Um, you know, you're not going to score many points when you're doing that. So I thought we came out in the second half a little bit more composed. Uh, we were able to, to, to move the ball and, uh, and, and get some yards. Well, we were talking at halftime that we kind of had a sneaky suspicion that both offenses might come alive a little bit because mm-hmm. you see that happen. You know, defense has played with a lot of emotion, mm-hmm. and both defensive teams played well. Chad, uh, your defense in the first half uh, played, I thought, really well. And then, you know, they were able to, to move the ball a little in the second half. But like you said, they didn't sustain a drive. And I thought their running back, uh, you know, when they put uh, the second team back in, uh, Funk, Funk, mm-hmm. um, he's really good. Yeah, he provided some spark for him, especially in the second half. He didn't, I think he had one touch in the first half and mi- yeah, he didn't, minus two he didn't, yards. You know, Octavius uh, was getting the majority, and Octavius is an outstanding back. But yeah. Funk, just he, he's got the size and – 
He's really kind good. Of back. Yeah, I mean, uh, Octavius is your more straight line, uh, more pound and ground and mm-hmm. pound, where the Funk kid is, is a little more shiftier. Um, and so, especially in the second half when he came in with, with some guys, in, you know, kind of late towards the fourth quarter when he kind of really got going a little bit, provided, I think, like 70 yards rushing for him in that in that second half. You know, you got a guy with fresh legs and a little bounce to him, a little right. shifty. Uh, you know, we just got to be a little bit better on, on, on our tackling technique than, than we did. But, yeah, I think that uh, that second half, you know, I, I kind of had a feeling that we were going to open a little bit. We made a couple adjustments to what they were doing, uh, pass protection to us, kind of open it up a little bit to get more pressure. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, ultimately we had a lot of emotion going in, especially with, you know, some guys over sure. on the side of the ball that were yeah. that were with us, yeah, three of them. and uh, <laughs> and so the guys I know that was a big emphasis. We're always stop. We want to stop the run, is our first goal. But there's a little more emphasis with with that running back, you know, with with OJ. So and we did um, stop OJ for the most part. And he, he finished he, rushing with 24 yards. Yeah, I mean, he he made the nice pass. That was good, his best play pass, of the actually. night. And really that, that was just sometimes, you know, you get into a situation where you kind of tip the hat. To the other play caller, and that was a no. That, that, that a, got us. There's yeah, no doubt. That was a great, great call, play call. And a great time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was third down, right? Yep. Yep. And yep. Uh, they they were going backwards at that point. It's like third and fifteen, they they lost five yards, and uh, you know our, our secondary starts creeping up because they're running, and you know you get a guy in motion, and, and he went tight, and then went back out, and you know we lost them. Well, it was you know much like the play call we had, which would have worked in uh, Hoover. It's just right. that uh, we couldn't get the handle exactly. on the ball our right. receiver is running wide open so it's a play that is a is a great play you just have to pick and choose at the right time and they did it at the right time so it, it, now at halftime john what, what did you what did you tell the team i mean how did you get how did you get the offense going because they uh they look like a different team in the second half <laughs> well we told them just relax we you know play our game we we can't turn the ball over obviously and and, and it almost kind of like kind of sounds like i'm stating the obvious because that's i think what we needed um you know we weren't really able to do a whole lot like i said we had five plays in the second quarter we knew that uh what we were doing i think was gonna was gonna be successful um i liked what we uh, you know our game plan going in that week um you know we just needed some time to to do it and uh that that came in the special teams game we got to protect the ball and and when we got the ball we able we were able to hit some uh some speed option early in the in the third quarter, and Lorenz got uh, two big runs uh, for touchdowns, and really kind of created some momentum for us, you know. And uh, and and we needed we needed uh, to come back with a with a stop, and that's when uh, the the Smith kid took the the bubble that they had, and, yeah. and then it created some momentum. So it was just one of those games where we thought we might have had some momentum kind of shifting our way, and then they they brought it back and shifted it their way. And um, you know, the one thing that we did stress was. Uh, it's got to be all all four quarters, and when the momentum's going well, we got to keep it going. When it's not our way, you got to be able to fight and, and, and keep fighting until the end of the game. Well, Palmetto is obviously a very good team. Anybody that can go down to Fort Myers and come away with a win, you know, they, they, they're tough. We knew they were tough, and we were just going in there to a real hornet's nest because <laughs> they wanted this game so badly. Sometimes I think they may want it a little too badly. <laughs> Uh, because it's been a long time yeah. since they beat Manatee, and a win over Manatee kind of puts them on the map. You know, I mean, Coach Marino would say that. You know, yeah. hey, if we want to start playing out of state teams, we need to beat the team that is playing out of state games. Yeah. So, and uh, I think that creates that energy and that excitement for them. And we say that every single week to our kids is we've got a target on our back. Every single week for us is a big week. 
and uh, you know we've got Tallahassee Lincoln coming in uh, this week, and 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 much like we saw with, with Palmetto, they're hungry. They're hungry for a win. Yeah. And uh, and, and uh, I know they're going to be ready when they come in. Now, as far as total yards, we had about 375, I think. Uh, I couldn't find what they ended up with. Does they ended up with right like 160 passing and like 90 90 rushing. So that's pretty good. I mean, if you hold Jack Allison, who is a four-star Miami, Miami commit, right, to under 200 yards passing, John, and I, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I was I was pleased with that, and that was like we said, that was something that we uh, we wanted to do this week was to to get pressure on them. I thought they, you know, they did a nice job of trying to get the ball out of his hands quickly. Uh, but I think that actually kind of worked into our favor. I think he was getting the ball out a little too fast to where his receivers weren't necessarily ready or was forcing him to throw some of the bubble screens in the quick game uh, where our guys were able to rally and make tackles. Yeah, if you take away, we are talking about it earlier in the week, if you take away the 80-yard bubble that we pretty much held their bubbles significantly down the whole game mm-hmm. and they had the one, you know, obviously where, where one scoots and, and takes it, you take away that 80 yards and, and really you're only looking at, you know, 80 yards passing with 90 yards rushing. So, you know, again, it, it, I think that they had a good game plan with Jack, and, and Hoover did the same thing to us. You know, I think I think Jack was averaging like 2.1 seconds. He was getting the ball out of his hands. Hoover was under two seconds. So it's hard to get pressure on a guy who's catching and throwing. And I think that it, it did help that Palmetto loves the out routes uh, by their number two receivers, and I, and I don't think they hit one mainly because they were never open to be able to throw it quick enough. and So so let me ask you, because sometimes that's an interesting point. When I'm watching a game, you know, I see the quick pass, and, and it's working, working, working. And then all of a sudden, it, it just stops working. Why don't teams, or they stop doing it? I mean, when, when you're facing a team that can rush the passer like Manatee does or like some of the elite, you know, high school and, and college programs, why don't you just do that constantly? Just get it, throw it, get it, throw it, get it, throw it. Well, that's the... Uh... That's the old question that uh, that you posed to every offensive coordinator. Can you be patient enough to nickel and dime it down the field? A lot of times people can't, right. and um, you know, and, and they they want to kind of nickel and dime it for a little bit, and maybe bait you and put something over the top and and uh, try to get the quick score. And so yeah, it, it's one of those those things, and we we challenge our, ourselves with that offensively. Is you know we've got the quick game and we're taking it, we're taking it, and then we try to do something you know, a double move or something over the top, and, and we've got to remind ourselves, well, let's just take what they have, what they're giving us, and, and, and if it's short, then we'll take the short. But uh, I think a lot of times people want to, you know, get away from what's working just just because it's it's different. We want to get a chance. And especially, I guess, if you have a quarterback like Allison who can throw the ball deep, you know. You want to try. You want to, you want to throw it deep, <laughs> right. and you want to chuck it down just to loosen the defense and up. Sometimes so. your defense can make adjustments. We made adjustments at halftime in Hoover to play a little more man and play a little more press. And the short game just doesn't work as well, you know. So it's sometimes with defense can kind of can kind of change things up to where you you know the the short stuff was working, but maybe it's not now. So you got to go to more intermediate or deeper stuff. Right. Now, what do you think about um, the offensive line play, John? I thought it was better. Mm-hmm. Um, what what was your how did they grade out? You don't have to give these specific grades, but just in general. Well, it was better. Our <laughs> grades were better, which is which is a good yeah. thing. You want to see your grades improving week to week, but. Uh, I thought, you know, Lorenz went 10 yards a carry. He only had nine carries um, for 90 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, it's pretty good. Pass pro, for the most part, was pretty good. I think we only had a couple sacks on our sprint out protection. 
um, and that wasn't that wasn't necessarily the offensive line's fault. So uh, all in all, I thought our pass protection was pretty good. Um, you know, if you got a running back that's going 10 yards carry, you know, you're pretty pleased with that as well. All right, we're going to take our first time out. When we come back, we're going to talk about the dramatic final three minutes of the game. We'll get to our players of the game, A.J. Cola Giovanni, Tony Collins, and, of course, Nick Knoll, no doubt about that. 955-0930 is the number. That's the local number if you want to dial us in and talk about last week's game or talk about anything as far as hurricane football goes. We'll take our first break of the evening, and we'll be back to Beefo Brady's right after this. Before you buy, give Conley a try. Are you looking for a great price on a new GMC, Buick, or Subaru? Conley in Bradenton. Need a reliable used vehicle you can afford? Conley in Bradenton. What about great financing, expert service, and a reputation that's second to none? Yep, you guessed it. Conley in Bradenton. Hi, I'm Alan Conley. I'm Chris Conley. From the time our grandfather started our dealership over 47 years ago, we've been proud to be a part of this community. So, for your family's next vehicle, come see our family. Conley Buick GMC and Conley Subaru. 800 Cortez Road West in Bradenton. Conley Buick GMC Subaru. Where we treat you like family. Go Canes! Brown and Sons Funeral Home and Crematory wishes you the best of luck this season. Your manatee neighbor for over 40 years, the caring experts at Brown and Sons know how to guide you and your family through the difficult times. Featuring Trust 100 pre-planning, they'll handle all your local and long-distance needs. Celebrate the game of football, but when the game of life must end, depend on Brown and Sons with two locations to serve you. Online at brownandsonsfuneral.com. When it comes to excellence in football, nobody beats the Manatee Hurricanes. When it comes to excellence in body shops, nobody beats Costantino. Costantino Body Shop specializes in collision repair with cutting-edge equipment and technology. Costantino helps you with your insurance claims and gets you back on the road. Life moves fast, and Costantino keeps you moving. 9th Street West in Bradenton. Details online at ConstantinoBodyShop.com. Bradenton's oldest and most trusted paint and body shop, Costantino Body Shop. C1 Bank is proud to support the Manatee Hurricanes. C1 Bank is a true community bank. Clients first, community first. Whether it's your personal account or business account, C1 Bank will do everything possible to meet all your financial needs. C1 Bank has 28 banking centers from the greater Tampa Bay area to southwest Florida, including three locations in Manatee County. For more information, visit C1Bank.com and go Canes! As a five-time pick by Super Lawyers Magazine, as a top Florida attorney, and as a longtime supporter of Hurricane football, Edwin Eddie Mulock brings more than 40 years' experience to the courtroom. Personal injury, wrongful death, medical malpractice, and criminal law, Eddie uses his innate passion for helping people and his extensive knowledge of the law to champion justice. Office is located in downtown Bradenton at 701 Manatee Avenue West. Call 748-2104. That's 748-2104. Or log on to MulockLaw.com. AM 930, stress saver, traffic report. Good evening, 75's in good shape through Sarasota and Manatee counties. This update brought to you by St. Luke's Cataract and Laser Institute. No problems on the DeSoto Bridge. Delay-free ride across the Manatee River. Uh, 53rd westbound, that earlier crash at 41 still has westbound. Fairly heavy approach in that. Manatee Avenue, University Parkway, Fruitville, Bee Ridge, Clark Roads all looking pretty good. And in Venice, Tamiami Trail, Venice Avenue, Jack Randall Boulevard all moving well. St. Luke's, the clear choice in cataract treatment, caring for patients since 1968. Visit online to schedule your exam at stlukeseye.com. Locations from Clearwater to the Villages. 
Dave Kosh, AM 930, The Answer. Allen will take it and leads in for the touchdown. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline, live from Beefo Brady's 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton. Hosted by Dave Bresto and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now, 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bristow and coach John Booth. All right, welcome back, everyone, to Beefo Brady's on this great Tuesday evening. And it's a victorious Tuesday evening as the Hurricanes even up their record at 1-1 one and one with a great last-second win over Palmetto, over at Harley Stadium. That place was rocking. But uh, Nick Knowles silenced the crowd over there with a 36-yard field goal to win it. And uh, we will uh, hear the cut from that field goal and talk to Nick shortly. Uh, First, we're going to talk to Tony Collins, who came up with an outstanding interception. And before we uh, give the mic out to Tony, uh, let's just run that interception. Uh, Tony not only tipped it, but he picked it. Here we go. Three wide receivers, right. Three to the right, one to the left. Ball on the near side, hash mark for Allison. Allison drifts, drifts. He throws it down. It is picked off by the Canes. It was tipped up and picked by Tony Collins. He tipped it, and he picked it. Way to read the screen. He did a great job of reading that screenplay. Manatee will have it at the 42 of Palmetto. That was a huge play in the game. Uh, Chad, before we turn it over to Tony, great play. Yeah, it was a great play. They, they did a, a little drag. Uh, I don't know if it's a wide receiver screen, but they did a little drag earlier in the game uh, and actually didn't didn't complete it. Um, and I think Tony gets doubled in the in the play, uh, and and his pass rush kind of stalls. Teach him to get their hands up once they can't get the quarterback, and and he does. He, he gets his hands up, reads it reads it perfect, uh, tips it, and you know Tony's a guy that that he's a bigger guy, but he's got some athleticism and uh, has some hands and, and and picks it. He had a pick last year as well against Southeast, where it's a very similar yes. play, but he's got great hands, and so you know just instinctively got his hands up, tipped it, and, and caught it. Uh, Gene Brown is uh, on assignment tonight, and uh, but we've got another Gene, Gene Gallo, the former Booster Club president and current city councilman, an all-around good guy. He ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're here with uh, with Tony Collins, uh, the the young uh, football player that brought a tremendous amount of excitement during a very exciting ball game. In the Tell us how you felt when you tipped that ball and saw it coming down where you could put put your hands on it and make it go your way. Um, I just felt nervous. Like, <laughs> I thought somebody was going to hit me from the back. Like, the ball was in the air for so long. And I was like, is it ever going to come down? And then when I finally caught it, I just wanted to fall to the ground. I ain't even want to run it. <laughs> so I ain't want to fumble or something. And everybody be blaming me. Well... Let me tell you, I'm sitting there watching it, and as big as you are, I said, I'm not going to hit him, so maybe he'll be able to run with that ball. But you did a great job, and you you brought a momentum to the Canes that they needed. Those are the kind of plays that, that crank people up, so congratulations. Yeah, Tony also, Tony ended with like 11 tackles, I think, for the game, 11 total tackles, I think four for, for loss. Um, so all around, I mean, obviously the interception gets a lot of publicity. But, you know, you watch a lot of the negative plays that, that they ran the ball. Number 90 was in the backfield. And, and, you know, we told them, 
you set the bar for yourself, you know, game two. So we'll see what you got game three. Well, I, I could see it coming last year when Tony uh, got in the game that he was going to be a very, very good player for us. Certainly no surprise that he has come on and uh, he's one of the better defensive linemen around right now. Yeah. Okay, now that uh, set the stage for the comeback. And what a comeback it was. A little over three minutes to go, and uh, we had the football uh, with, uh, well, let's go to the Cavius Price. And, and I've never really seen a, a young man have the sort of game that Cavius oh. had, the ups Up and, and downs. Oh, my goodness. But it ended on a great note. Uh, let's run the A.J. to Cavius Price touchdown that put the Canes to within two. It'll be uh, cut number 20 back at the studio. A.J. wants to throw, fires it. It's complete to the 50, to the 40, to the 30. There goes K.P. all the way. Touchdown. This game isn't over yet. Nope. <laughs> Three minutes left. 3.02 to go as Cola Giovanni hits Price for a 57-yard touchdown. Wow. Yeah, did you hear a little doubt in the voice there? <laughs> uh, yeah, we were just saying that, uh, you know, when they got their touchdown, but, oh, boy, you know, this isn't going to be easy. We we called for Manatee Magic. It's exactly what we called for. And uh, the good Lord blessed us with some, I guess, you know. And so um, we have uh, A.J. Cola Giovanni, our offensive player of the game, Gene Gallo. We'll uh, call on you again to interview A.J., AJ, what a game. What a game. Tell us a little bit about what was running through your mind when that play was called when you threw that touchdown pass in the waiting minutes of a victory. I mean, just get the ball in the playmaker's hands, make him uh, go out and do his thing, and Cavius is the guy to get it to. He made the play, O-line blocked. It was a great play. So when he caught it, you did what? I was jumping <laughs> up and down when I saw him run down the sideline. I mean, there's nothing else to do. I mean, he made the play, made a miss, touchdown. You did a great job all night long. You seemed very poised when you were back there. And I know you made a lot of Manatee fans very proud. And we're looking for you to continue that the rest of the year. Do you have anything you want to say for uh, the next team that we play? I mean, let's just go and get them. That's all I can say. I mean, tell them, uh, get ready for us because we're going to be coming. Great. I've got a question for AJ uh, before we give him a hand. Um, you ran the two-minute offense after the touchdown pass to Price. We get the ball back. Not much time, but very, very poised. Talk about the two-minute offense and how you engineered that drive to get Noel the game-winning kick. I mean, practicing it every day in practice, getting used to it, and uh, just going out and perfecting it, getting into the sideline, going out of bounds, setting ourselves up for more time for Noel to get the kick. Also, let me applaud you on your two pitches to Lorenz Allen. Uh, you know, you waited to the last second. You made the perfect pitch and, and, and really keyed those two long touchdown runs. That was a good play. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Okay, that'll do it for our uh, offensive player of the game. Let's hear it for A.J. Gene Gallo, you got one more to go. We saved the best for last, okay? All right. All right, I, I tried not to get overly excited on this 36-yard field goal. I'm just kidding. How can you not, right? Uh, all right, let, let's, uh, let's play the game winner here, Nick Knowles' field goal that gave the Canes the win. Here we go. Buckle up. Andrew Zink, the snapper. Cavius Price, the holder. 
It'll be set down actually now at the 36-yard line. Nick Knoll. Snap good, hold good, kick is up. It's, it's got plenty of it's distance, perfect. and it is good. It's good. Right. Nick Knoll just nailed it. Oh, my. Nick Knoll nails it. That would have gone from 50, Dave. He hammered that thing, and there was not a doubt from the time it left his foot. All right. That was uh, Danny Carter, Eddie Mulock. You can hear screaming as soon as it goes up. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so excited. Uh, if you would have put it down from the 36, it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, it would have been a 46-yarder. But uh, uh, what a kick. And uh, Gene has our star of the game, overall star of the game, Nick Knoll. Absolutely. And, and what a what a great kick. You know, we watch you, all the fans watch you all year long. And uh, when field goals are just field goals and they see you warming up, they know you got in your mind. But what are you thinking about when you walk out onto the field and saying, Man, I got to kick this one. We're going to win. Uh, you know, I just practice it every day and do what the coaches, you know, tell me to do and uh, just trust in my stroke that it's going to be a good ball and just hit the ball nice and smooth like the coaches teach me and, uh, you know, just be confident. Go out there and just know you're going to make the kick and, you know, have the mentality that, you know, I'm the guy and I'm going to put this one through and you just got to do what you got to do, so. Do you ever have any words for the holder before you, uh, the ball is snapped? You know, it's actually funny. The holder uh, usually has some words for me. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I don't really say much. He usually says some stuff to me. My, my long snapper, actually, uh, Andrew Zink, he, he's a very good long snapper. He's very good at what he does. And um, Yeah, to uh, say the least, yeah. He, uh, he usually says a couple things to me before, you know, I go out there for a big one, but he's – He's always really on point with his long snaps, so you can always trust on him. And KP's always really good with his holes, and, you know, he talks to me a little bit before, too, so he's very good with what he does. Well, Nick, we won't, we won't ask you what the holder said to you, but we don't know whether it can be repeated or not. <laughs> but, but one thing about it, it was a great, great team effort Friday night in, uh, with your kick that put the icing on the cake. Congratulations. Let me ask Nick uh, one one more quick question. Did you know that the timeout was coming because they had one timeout? Did you expect them to try to ice you? You know, I didn't really think about it. Uh, they, they iced me and actually kind of got me going a little bit because they wouldn't ice me if they weren't worried. So, Yeah, it didn't work too well, did it? Yeah, no, it didn't work. So. <laughs> All right, thanks, Nick. Uh, listen, we're, we're going to have to play that cut again, I think. Yeah, we're going to have to play that one more time. Let's go with Nick's game-winning field goal again. Here we go. Buckle up. Andrew Zink, the snapper. Cavius Price, the holder. It'll be set down, actually, now at the 36-yard line. Nick Knoll. Snap good. Hold good. Kick is up. It's got plenty of distance. And it is good. It's good. Nick Knoll just nailed it. Oh, my. Nick Knoll nails it. That would have gone from 50, Dave. He hammered that thing, and there was not a doubt from the time it left his foot. All right. Yeah, that that was too good to not do it again. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and I was so excited. I said they put it down at the 36. But, again, it wouldn't have mattered. 46-yarder would have gone through. Right, John? Perfect kick. Yeah. And, uh, 
That's, um, again, Chad, you've been watching Manatee football a long time. Yep. How do you rate that victory? Uh, as far as games go in classic, I mean, that was, the, if not the best, one of the best I've ever been a part of, for sure. Last or two years ago against university Whew, was, was pretty yeah. similar. Uh, it didn't go down to a game-winning kick like that. Um, there was some nerves. I wasn't even kicking, I'll be yeah. honest with you. Uh, but, no, I mean, it, it may go in. I mean, I, I mean, another one that rings a bell is Orange Park, 1992. Right. Uh, but but as far as, as one of those last-minute things, I mean, that was that was one of the best games. John, can you remember any from when you were a little kid coming? To, were you at the 92 game uh, when Sammy Hickson returned it uh, 95 yards? Yeah, I, I should play that clip. Uh, I got them all, ladies and gentlemen. It just shows how old I am. But uh, the uh, the Apopka game uh, over there uh, when, when Joe on fourth and inches throws to the tight end, I uh, believe, I want to say it was Troy West, but. I think so. I think that was the team that yeah. Warren Sapp was on. Yeah, and we and we won that. So there's been some thrilling wins, but this will rank right up there among the best of them, John. Yeah. And uh, just to get the win and now uh, put it behind you and uh, start focusing on Tallahassee, Lincoln, and then the district schedule, of right. course. And um, before we talk about Lincoln, I want to just say that you know, our district is looking pretty good, uh, looking at the ball scores. Well, yeah, you look at yeah. kind of what their records were last year, and, and uh, we've got, you know, that, that you can kind of easily say that was last year's teams. I mean, we, we've got a lot of our teams in our district now are sitting at 2-0, and um, putting some points on the board. Um, I know Steinbrenner's quarterback's throwing for a lot of yards as a sophomore. And so we've got, uh, you know, we've got our work cut out for us the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, the kind of the consensus was that, oh, it's Manatee's district to lose. And, and I think that probably still is the consensus. But just in looking at, like, just a Palm Harbor. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden, you know, Palm Harbor is where they were several years ago. Looks yeah, like a right. very good team. Well, they, you know, they've won uh, Riverview. Uh, I want to say maybe only had one or two wins last year, and they're already up to two wins already. Newsome, Newsome, looks good. Yeah. So Steinbrenner's two and zero. So yeah, we, uh, you know, and that's what you know we said from from the get go that you know we th- there is no game off so to speak. I mean, every single game is important, you know. But uh, you know, once we get into to, to Lincoln, Lincoln right now is is sitting at zero and two. Played two very good teams. They're going to be hungry when they come in. Well, look, we could easily be 0-2. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. And, 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 yeah, don't don't get me wrong. Lincoln is a very, very good team. We're a very, very good team. And it should be a battle for It should tonight. be, yep. All right, we're going to talk about that game and uh, much, much more. We've got about 20 minutes to go, and we will be back live at Beef O'Brady's with the conclusion of Hurricane Hotline right after this. Former Hurricane Chuck Howard knows what it takes to be on a championship team. Howard Leasing is proud to sponsor the Hurricanes and ready to champion solutions for your employee leasing needs. Big business, small business. Howard Leasing covers it all from payroll processing and workers' comp to human resources and employee benefits. Get on the winning team with Chuck Howard and all the pros at Howard Leasing. Details available online at howardleasing.com. Again, that's howardleasing.com. 
Coastal Orthopedics and Sports Medicine proudly supports Manatee High School and Hurricanes football. Dr. Dan Lamar, a former Hurricane, is the team's medical director. Dr. Lamar and the staff of experts at Coastal Orthopedics are recognized leaders in sports medicine and wellness technology. And with offices in West Bradenton, East Bradenton, and Lakewood Ranch, they're always close by. Details online at CoastalOrthopedics.com. CoastalOrthopedics.com. Coastal Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, keeping you in the game. Hurricane fans, if you're in the market for a newer pre-owned vehicle, Ferkins Automotive Group is your low-priced leader. Ferkins has a great selection of new cars featuring Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Mitsubishi, and Nissan. And don't forget, Ferkins has the very best deals on pre-owned vehicles. Family-owned and operated for over 60 years. Visit Ferkins on 1st Street and on Cortez Road in Bradenton. Or go online at Ferkins.com. When you take time out to dine out, Canes fans know to head for the island and huddle up at three of the best waterfront restaurants around. The Sandbar Restaurant, Anna Maria. The Beach House in Bradenton Beach. And the Mar Vista Dockside Restaurant on North Longbow Key. Great views, the freshest seafood, and real toes in the sand waterfront dining. The Sandbar, Beach House, and Mar Vista. A touchdown the whole team will cheer for. M&L Cabinets is a proud supporter of the Manatee Hurricanes. Bring your home to life with cabinetry solutions for any room. M&L features top quality products, including medallion cabinetry. M&L understands your desire to create a room that is both functional and stylish while maintaining a budget. M&L Cabinets is family owned and operated in Manatee County since 1995. Visit our showroom at 7459 Manatee Avenue West and online at mlcabinets.com. Smoke alarms are the first line of defense against deadly fires. But they can't protect us if they don't work, and they don't last forever. Test your alarms at least once a month and replace the batteries every year. If your alarm is more than 10 years old, install a new one and test your alarm for life. This message brought to you by the International Association of Firefighters, this radio station, and the Suncoast Professional Firefighters and Paramedics. AM 930, Stress Saver, Traffic Report. Good evening, 75, looking pretty good for the Tuesday ride home. It is problem-free through Sarasota and Manatee Counties. This update brought to you by Sweet Tomatoes Restaurants, more than 25 locations in Florida. No problems on the DeSoto Bridge, looking at a trouble-free ride across the Manatee River. Earlier crash, 53rd westbound at 41, still has westbound a little slow approach in that area. Manatee Avenue, University Parkway, both trouble-free. Fruitville, Bee Ridge, Clark Road's all looking pretty good. How fresh is sweet tomatoes produce? Let's just say within 24 hours of being in the ground, it's on a refrigerated truck on its way to the restaurant. Sweet tomatoes food, fresh from the farm to your fork, made from scratch every day. Dave Kosh, AM 930, The Answer. Welcome back to Hurricane Hotline, live from Beefo Brady's 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton, hosted by Dave Bresto and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now, 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bresto and coach John Booth. Thank you very much, everyone. And I realize this... uh, is a sports show. We've been very jovial today, but uh, let, let, let me just say this, that uh, we want to 
pass along our uh, deepest condolences to a family who uh, just something like this should never happen. And this young man went to Manatee High School, and that's why we want to mention Ferris Yosef was uh, brutally murdered at his parents' convenience store, the family convenience store. Snappy's Food Mart, I'm sure everybody knows about it by now, him and his brother were gunned down. And, again, our deepest condolences and sympathy to this family for what they're going through. And you just, you know, words can't describe uh, something like this. But I will say that there's been some closure because uh, we were able to arrest uh, Devin Chandler today in Tampa. And uh, he is currently in jail up in Hillsborough County, and he'll be returned to uh, the Manatee County Jail shortly. And just a great job by our homicide team. And uh, that's that's all we'll say about that. But uh, just a tragedy, and hopefully, um, you know, this will bring a little bit of closure anyway for the family. All right, uh, back, to, uh, back to better things. Uh, the Hurricanes will take on Tallahassee Lincoln Friday night. John, they're 0-2. Certainly not an 0-2 team, though, when no. you watch them on tape, right? No, they're, they're athletic. Um, their quarterback's throwing for a lot of yards. They've got some, some talented skill players. Um, you know, and like I said, they're going to come in hungry. You know, they're looking for a win. Um, they're not going to travel down, you know, four yeah. or five hours for nothing. So they're going to they're gonna be ready to go. So we're going to have our work cut out for us. What do you see from them offensively, Chad, that uh, is going to be a challenge for our defense? Uh, they throw the ball. You know, I think that they are uh, 70% pass to 30% run. So, you know, the best thing for, for corners and for coverage is getting pressure on the quarterback. And so um, when you spread the ball out and you're in a four wide receivers, five wide receivers sets a lot, you're only leaving five guys to block. So uh, hopefully we can we can get some pressure and get some one-on-one situations and uh, and even some, some situations where we got numbers on them and, uh, and get to the quarterback. It's ultimately the name of the game when to help protection. And, and he, he holds on the ball a little bit. And in the games we've seen, it hasn't been a real quick release. It hasn't been a, a two-second count like we've seen past couple games. So hopefully we can we can get some pressure. But that's always what you're worried about, and, and especially at this level. Well, any level. I mean, go look at the college games and all that. You know, look what Braxton Miller did last night. I mean, it happens everywhere. You know, throwing the ball can be, I would say, the corner is the, is the hardest position behind quarterback being a corner because you're most of the time you're on an island and it's one-on-one so and let me say the play of our corners has been pretty good and i want to give a shout out to sir williams yeah i just think that young yeah. man's going to be tremendous yeah sophomore we move him over and towards the end of the summer and and uh from quarterback and uh you know he's a he's a kid that we said he's a top 22 kid we got to get him on the field so we gave him a chance in this summer, and uh, you know, we got to think about Sir. Is that this is that was his third game? I know it's third remarkable, game. really. And uh, you know, and then you got Jake Main on the other side. He's a junior. Yeah, he's you know, it's his well. third game on varsity, and so you know, we're young. And and Paul Mobley's been around the program, but you know, he this is his third game starting. You know, he was he was spot played last year for us, and so we've got some we've got some talented kids. There's no doubt about it. But you know, we're young as far as playing experience. I thought Rumpf had a good game, continuing yep. on with the theme, and I thought Mackey had a good game. And really, the you know entire defense played well, but uh, we seem to be calling their names. But uh, 
you know, Sir, I think, you know, John really has a chance to, if he continues on, to, to be a very recruitable player uh, at cornerback. And, and we were saying that after Friday night's game, Sir really kind of grew up in that in that game. They tested him uh, on a couple deep balls. Um, they, they called him for a pass interference on the first one. What about which, that? What about that pick? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. Um, and then, but then he, and then they came back at him with a, a, another go route that he he made a, a terrific play and, and broke up uh, a, a great deep ball as well. So, you know, he they they've he's been tested. Uh, he had a couple couple pass breakups uh, against Hoover as well, and was putting himself in a position to make some some good plays. So I've been I've been happy with with the way he's progressed um, at the, the the transition from from quarterback to. Uh, um, to, to corner, so I'm I'm, I'm excited on, on what he's going to be doing for us later in the year too. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think uh, a lot of potential there with Sir. Uh, we've got Gene Brown, who was uh, he's over doing some stuff with our video board, which we're going to have a big groundbreaking on Friday night for the video board. Gene, you got it all squared away? No, we're working on hanging some of the uh, championship banners, getting the stadium looking good, wrapped up. So. We come out Friday night, get kind of a preliminary of it, and then, of course, our next home game, the plans are to have our video board with exciting things going on at the stadium. Now, what exactly were you over there doing today? Well, we've got, the, you know, our poles, our light poles, and we're hanging the banners. we got great guy uh, from Shake Pit, you know, he's there a lot. Deb got him to come out with his truck, boom truck, and we're putting up the championship banners on the on the light poles with some pictures of some action shots of the team. Ah, excellent, uh, excellent. Yeah. All right. Whenever you can get, get somebody to come out and give their time for free, I'll be there with them to help them. Sounds good. Hey, Gene, uh, you were down on the sidelines. Uh, we've been rating the game as far as, uh, you know, was it top three? Was it the best finish ever? Uh, how did you rate the finish against Palmetto? Well, obviously the finish was unbelievable. Uh, we had some great moments in between. Obviously, if we can clean up the turn up, turnovers, I think we'll uh, we'll be you know a very good team and going through the season. But you know, as far as twenty, I mean, I've seen twenty six years full of games. You've seen a few more years than that. I'd say it's in our top five overall, top six maybe of exciting wins obviously clean up our problem and we win that game by two or three touchdowns all right gene we will see you friday night all right thanks uh, good luck thanks gene brown booster club president checking in he's over at the stadium working <laughs> away and uh, man that stadium looks good doesn't it john yeah uh, the stadium wrap came out real nice and these uh, light pole flags uh, state championship banners they look real sharp too Chad, I mean, uh, just all the stuff that Under Armour has, has kicked in over there. Boy, it, it, it's looking as good as it's ever looked, I think. Yeah, it looks fantastic. I think that, that it just adds uh, to the program. And, you know, when, when, a, when a kid comes in, you know, a middle school kid, and we've kind of talked about this in, during the breaks, and you're a kid and you're, you're, you're wanting to grow up to be a Manatee High School football player, and you see the, the field and you see, you know, as a player, you know, you go out there and you see what, what we're doing with the stadium and how nice it's going to be. You know, it gets you kind of fired up, gets you kind of going because the program cares as much about about you as a player that, that we want to give you the best we possibly can, and that's the surroundings, that's the the to the field, to the to the fan interaction, and all that. So I think it's fantastic. I mean, Under Armour is is unbelievable. Yeah, Brooks, shout out to Brooks Bernard. He's, he's our rep, and follow him on Twitter. 
<laughs> yeah, and you guys both played at Manatee, and sometimes you probably want to get back out there, don't you, John? Suit it up again. <laughs> for Friday they have better night, jerseys, for sure. And we're doing, uh, we're, we're doing warm-ups, man. It brings me back, yeah. You actually are out there chucking the ball around, though. That's a way for me to, to calm myself down. I always throw right before pregame, or right before we uh, bring the kids out. Well, you know what? Let me say this. You're one of the calmest coaches. I mean, and, and, and Joe was always pretty calm too but well. it's a different it's a different calmness <laughs> can i can i share a story from front sure. of real quick okay. <laughs> just to make sure just to make sure make we sure get we're talking sides. about the right guy just to make sure we get both sides of, of coach john booth so we got flagged uh in the beginning of the game first opening kickoff never, i've never seen this before we get flagged for for sideline warning okay uh, and i don't even really know what the warning was for i don't even know who was in the box so uh, the side judge on our side was just really touchy all game mm-hmm. and, and was really yes, kind was. of in our face yeah. about about the sideline warning. And so when KP took the first kickoff, uh, I may or may not have been in the box. I don't really remember. <laughs> but I was running down, and I'm trying to chase KP, and I'm relatively slow. So I'm running, and, and all of a sudden <laughs> I get blindsided, and I get wrapped <laughs> up and tackled. I thought it was I, – I, at first I said, man, we need to get this player on the field. <laughs> And I turn and it's and it's, it's, it's John here saying get, get out of the box and and literally uh, it was a proper shoulder he wrapped and squeezed drove his feet took me out of the box and he's a quarterback slash receiver right right I said yeah. man you should have played DB and he asked yeah. yes if I'm okay and I asked if he was okay I'm a bigger guy I said are you okay is your shoulder okay yeah but no no so. it wasn't it wasn't I was in the training room all, all weekend icing it that's that yeah that's funny but no, overall he uh, he does have a calm demeanor. Well, and I think that's important because you, you got to keep the kids fairly even keeled. And, uh, John, I think you do an excellent job of that. And, um, you know, you get excited when you need to get excited. But um, I want to go back to Tallahassee Lincoln just for a minute, and then we're going to we're going to talk college football for a second because there's something i got to get off my chest. Okay, <laughs> this is my form. Um, the scores that they have this year, they lost to Niceville 26-14 in the Columbia – 23-14. Those are two powerful programs yep. that they lost by under 10 points. So yep. you got to strap it on, come out to Hawkins Stadium, Joe Canan Field. We've got a 7 o'clock deal where we're going to ground break for this great video board. So come out early and enjoy yourself Friday night. All right. College football started with a bang. And uh, we had uh, Manatee players all over the place. We had Leon Allen uh, leading Western Kentucky in the upset over Vanderbilt. There's something about saying an upset over Vanderbilt, but again, when you're Western Kentucky, and I believe they may have even been favored in that game, but we're just going to call it an upset for the sake of Vandy being a SEC team. Um, but uh, we had the game last night, Ohio State rolling Virginia Tech, and my rant is this. Ohio State is a terrific team. I love how the Buckeyes play. They've got our former coach, Urban Meyer, but have you seen their schedule? All right, have you looked at the Buckeye schedule? <laughs> they play one ranked team, one, Michigan State. They will not be tested the rest of the year until November. It's incredible. Right. And that's really all you I know, have to You say. heard Herbstreit talking about that. He said, uh, but Ohio State, now this is, again, he's a, he's Ohio, a, Buckeye. State, yeah, yeah. He's a Ohio State alumni, but he was saying what they do with those teams on their schedule is what's gonna what's gonna counter. Okay, keep them, yeah, keep them that's in the fine. Playoff street. Yeah, oh, they're gonna make they're gonna make the playoffs yeah. because all they can do is is beat the teams on their schedule, and you know it's just one of those things. It's a little perturbing when you're an SEC school and you've yep. got five and six right. ranked teams. The SEC has a record ten ranked teams this yep. week. 
Let me get that on board, too. Not that I'm an SEC homer, but I am. And so, you know, it just, you know what? You know one reason why it perturbs me? Because I don't like Florida State or Ohio State. Let's just lay it on the line. So one of my favorite things to do on the weekend, is this is the passion coming out, is to root against those teams. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it, okay? I can't root against Ohio State because there's no chance of them losing. Right. It'll just frustrate the heck out of me. <laughs> Yeah. So that's uh, that's my whole rationale there. And people are thinking, man, Bristow's nuts. <laughs> but uh, anyway, our offense, Chad, being a, a, a fellow Gator, yeah. we, we look like Fantastic. we might have an offense. Yeah. I know no, it was against a high school team, but yeah, nevertheless, course, you but can tell. It doesn't matter because last year we would have struggled to, yeah. to put points on the board anyways. So, no, it's very refreshing to, to see a, the offense at the Swamp, you know, light up a little bit. And I'll be up there in a couple weeks for the Tennessee game for sure. So. It was just nice to see the swamp back to the swamp. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just fun to see. Florida State rolled. DeMarcus Christmas, big game for the Seminoles. Uh, Jake Stickler got in a lot for Georgia Tech. They rolled top 20 team. Keller Keller. played for Kelvin McKnight. Kelvin McKnight, a big game. Big game. Yeah, Blake Keller leads Marshall. Not leads, but, you know, played a lot. They upset Purdue. So, yeah, big, big, big time for all the Manatee players. Absolutely. All right, guys. Hey, we had a great time. Uh, let's do it again next Tuesday. First, let's get the win Friday night. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, I want to thank everyone involved in tonight's show. A.J. Cola, Giovanni, Tony Collins, Nick Noel, our players of the game. Gene Gallo, a shout-out. For Chad Choate, John Booth, this is Dave Bristow. Until Friday night, so long, everyone. an extra $250 a month mean to you. For some, it's a little financial breathing room. For others, it's a car payment, a home repair, or help with college tuition. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans, and I've got some great news if you're looking to save money on your mortgage. All it takes is a simple phone call to Quicken Loans at 800-QUICKEN to see if you qualify for the government's Home Affordable Refinance Program, or HARP. Folks who refinance with HARP can save an average of $250 a month. That's $3,000 a year. Our home loan experts fully understand the HARP guidelines, and they'll walk you through our streamlined process. And for five years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction. And for the second year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in mortgage servicing. Call 800-QUICKEN or visit quickenloans.com. Visit jdpower.com for award information. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Number 33. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.